0: Yo, my people, it's your boy Tris Taylor, branding go to, marketing go to, and an absolute sales expert. And this is my episode of the CEO of You podcast now. So, when I understood that, okay, cool, I can make half a million pounds a year in this office, no problem. Just change this number, move out of this area, I'm done. Like, I was living in just, just uh, absolute shit hole. I, got, uh, I left home quite young, I left home at 18. Now, next thing, I'm chilling on the block, I'm smoking weed. We're doing nonsense because of... Um, but at that stage, I was in block mode, like, because I got kicked out of my mum's house. So now I'm just Why did like... You get kicked out? Why did you get kicked out? Bloody hell. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> I got kicked out because first month, like, I, I walked into the office. Um, This is something we ain't spoke about, by the way. Yeah, oh, this, is, yeah, yeah, this awesome. is something we ain't spoke about. Talk to uh, me
1: about the best month and you remember it like it was
0: yesterday. 63 grand, the best month for 63 grand. Um, Bought the Bentley at a young age. I lived in Chelsea. Everything was, the word that I always had to use was congruent to, you don't earn 63 or 100 or millions unless you're a certain type of person. And at that point, I was that type of person. So it just made sense. I had mastered twenty, thirty k but I always wondered, how'd you get to that? Sounds like psychological warfare. Like it's just you versus you a lot of the time. Another day, another part of the grind. Yeah, um I've started a new company alongside my business partner, T E D Ness. Um Customs. I built Rap City on ego, it was a flex. It was like, look at me, I got a car wrapping company, I drive the best cars and I wrap my cars and I wrap everyone's cars and I'm lit. The first thing we need to do is cut the fucking crap. Like and the way that is, it's stop fucking delete the mask, bro. <laughs> Gary V said something in 2016, never left my brain, he said document versus cream. he said just document your journey because eventually cvs are not going to matter personal branding is going to matter more and someone said to him monday morning they said um give me three words of advice you're gonna
2: die <laughs> yeah that's inspiration
0: I was
1: like, oh. first things first let's like say a massive thank you for coming down from dubai yeah
0: connects. man i mean obviously today technically leicester but yeah leicester. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's only right bro like i said i see you guys working um obviously we connected and yeah, we're just on the road right now. We're just pushing the whole brand out, pushing the message out. But yeah, man, no problem, man.
1: All right, then. Just Let's start off like this. We know what you do. You're going to tell the people what you do eventually. But one thing I actually don't know about you is who exactly is Tris Taylor? Mm-hmm. So if you could tell me exactly, who are you?
0: Um, I mean, if we start off with role and responsibility, um, obviously, I'm a branding consultant first. I have a marketing agency, which is based in Dubai um, and a sales trainer as well. Um, but if we're talking about as a person, entrepreneur, go-getter, risk taker, like extremely ambitious, visionary, um, how 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 deep do you want to go? Like when you say, "Who am I?" How deep do you want to go? In what sense? Like what I, what I'm like as a person?
1: Yeah. As a person, yeah, like because I could imagine with the screen, everybody knows who you are. Yeah, 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 the person. But behind the scenes, once the cameras off, yeah. who exactly are you?
0: I wouldn't. I like obviously. We're always gonna say the best version of ourselves, right? But I wouldn't say I'm much different to how I'm on the screen. I think the only thing that's different is I'm a little bit more professional online. Um, I'm an energy man, like I've always got energy. Like I'm I'm big family man. I'm big about like, about my, I've always had pretty much the same or similar friends and the same kind of network. And like, I'm, I'm big on principles. So I've always kept like a tight knit unit around me. Um, I'm a music man. I love music. That was the original passion. Um, and yeah, other than that, like, I'm just, I'm a student of life, man. I take everything, like, we, even on the way here, like, we end up having, like, me and the man. Them like, we've been, obviously, we've been on, on this tour for, like, the last three days. We will have debates, podcast-worthy debates, just in the car. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, we, like we're just sitting in, in Bill's restaurant, and we're just eating the food, and it turns into some big podcast debate, and then we see, like, some... Uh, parking attendant and we start talking about like it's mad days of so that he's a parking attendant so that's who I am as a person like <laughs> yeah. uh, I have those kind of debates I have very in-depth conversations I don't like people around me that are scared of those conversations do you know what I mean and I'm a very free thinker
2: so this entrepreneur life do you think it was built into you or did you, or is it something
0: you grew into um no it definitely was built into me like I don't think no one, no one, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm from a, from a, like, an era of, like, entrepreneurship wasn't glamorous, do you know what I mean? It wasn't cool to say, like, CEO and all these things, it just wasn't glamorous. I was just building with the tools I had around me, so it was never seen as anything, like, entrepreneur, or go and jump on courses, or it was just like, look, I want to have huge brands. That's That's the only thing I ever knew from a young age, I always knew I wanted huge brands. And I think when I say that now, people always like, oh, how did you know about brands? But that's because to a lot of people, brands is like a new term. Like it's like, because it's a buzzword now and we see it all over social media. But for me, I knew about the term brand from a kid. Like my dad built a brand, my mum was helping him build a brand. So I understood that there was power in ownership, power in something you can control um, and also power in something that could 360 work. So what I mean by that is like, for example, you look at Apple, right? You've got the laptops, you've got the Macs, you've got the phones and you've got the AirPods and you've got, it's a 360 brand. You mm. could turn around and see Apple do a festival and it's 360, Virgin, these are 360 brands. So for me, I always wanted something that I can put anywhere. Like, so if you see Cut the Crap, you've got the South side, you've got the business side, now we've got the hoodies. Who knows where that's going to go? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, all of the, all the, uh, the man that you see me with, like they've got their own versions of Cut the Crap. I want that to scale. So as a kid, I always knew that. I would say that I was always a vision of man. Yeah.
2: You said your dad built a brand. What What brand was that?
0: Um, so my dad is um, a jungle and drum and bass promoter. So he built a jungle and drum and bass event called Roast. And it was for anyone above 40, like in London, not even just in London, in the UK, like when I say it to people out of like that era, it's like, right, that's Evan Roast. Like to, to that generation, he's a legend. Like he's like an underground legend. And he built that up for about... Well, now it's about 30 years old, but he built up him and my uncle um, and two of my uncles, my aunties as well. They were on the door and they built that as a brand. Like when events were happening, they were the first to shift the culture of like little one away backstreet parties and stuff to actually like, no, this is a brand logo. They they actually went into merch. Their jackets were so popular in London. I used to, their jackets were so popular that my brother wore it to school and one of the oldest robbed the jacket because oh, it, was, oh, it was it was it was was valuable. Yeah, like if you know, kind of thing. Um, it was culturally valuable, let's put it that way. So yeah, and they used to have reversible jackets and they used to have like record bags um, and the record bags were like, known. like they had a the full merch to be fair when I deep it, yeah. It was full merch. So I saw that he had an office when I was young. I used to go to his office. I used to see them packing the tape packs in the tape packs. Like, this probably sounds mad old to you lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that but but, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, probably sounds that's mad old to you lot. But back then, back in the day, the events was recorded on, and then it was on the tape, innit? Yeah. And then it's the tape packs that a lot of people grew up on. So you either went to roast and you grew up in the dance or you grew up listening to your older brother or older sister running that tape. And so I used to watch them, like, printing out the inlays, getting the cover design. putting. That's what I'm watching, like, six years old, seven years old. I'm watching all my cousins. We're all helping. Like it's like a little factory. We're all helping pass one tape along, put it in, move it along. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where I would say the inspiration started where I'm like, okay, cool. He runs this office. This is his thing. like, And I could see that he, he he's an inspiration to me, is it? Because he was, the, he was the big man. Like in South London, he's got a very good reputation. I always kind of wanted that.
1: So would you say your father definitely had a massive impact on your life? Yeah, and yeah, Guidance yeah. into branding therapy? 100%, 100%.
0: Yeah, that's, that's where I, I learnt my passion for building mm-hmm. a brand and ownership and having something that's yours. That's his thing. So was
1: that drilled in you from you since young, early, like you knew as soon as I grew up, this is what I want to
0: do? I always knew I wanted a brand, yeah. I always knew I wanted to run something, always. Okay. Like, yeah, always. I can't even dumb that down. Like, always, yeah, <laughs> so always.
2: I, so how did you, how did you learn the new ways of marketing or building a brand. Because that kind of stuff that you're talking about. <laughs> that's that's me. Yeah, 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 even, yeah, 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 <laughs> fact, yeah. So how did you adapt?
0: As I said, like, I'm a big student of the game. So so I understand all the eras. Yeah. I understood where we went from tapes to CDs. Oh, went yeah. from CDs to I, I understand things before they come as well. Like I knew the internet was gonna be huge. Like I, I had mastered the internet <sighs> Like 13, 14 years old, like Bebo, Pixel days, like MySpace, Facepick, like already on MSN. You're old there. Yeah, <laughs> like old. Yeah, 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 I know. Cam says it all the time as well, like, you're old. Like, but you know what? At that stage, we, the, the blessing of the age group that I am is that we've seen all eras. So, like, there's some things that you lot will be completely out of touch with, but it's hard for me to be out of touch with anything because I've seen all the eras. So, if I speak mm-hmm. to you like about not you specifically, but a lot of the younger generation, that sounds like hard work that a lot of men are not willing to put in. Yeah. But I'm blessed because I come from where we had to be that. Do you get what I'm saying? So to answer your question, like, uh, I studied the game. I understood the changes. I studied the internet heavy. I, I, I'm, I've been very big on the internet for years. And I just realised, okay, cool. So with this tool, obviously before it was social media, even when it was just MSN and MySpace, I understood... Like even if I look at MSN, locally for us, MSN was the all and end all. Yeah, like that's how you met. A lot of the artists that you know as big now, they will tell you like, MSN is where you first connected with people. Yeah. And I understood that straight away. And I understood, cause I used to spit when I was younger. The first thing I used to do was do music. used to spit? Yeah, that was my first, first like go-to thing that I put time and effort into like- Any good? Let's <laughs> yes, tell them man How I'm trying to hear a quick 16 I'm trying to hear a quick That's my brother like, bro. My brother from young. He'll tell Yo, you, you
1: You can't say you spit And not drop a bar I'll never drop a bar <laughs> <I will never laughs>
0: oh, I'll give you one fun fact though You wanted to flex I'll give you one fun fact yeah uh, So when they started This is like a am old boy <laughs> I, 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 could I had I had one of the first five Behind bars On Link Up TV Say, say so him. Rashid and will is, see is, this, is and it's not there no more. Nah, nah, it's not there, 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 there no more. Cause yeah. they got shut down, they had to reopen their channel. But that's how I got the link with Rasheed very early on. So why One was of the fe- first, Cause I was doing music, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> wait, I was, really like, like, yo, I, was I would have thought
1: you would have pursued it even
0: more. Like No, no, no. So do you know what happened? I was push- I was pursuing it and it was working for me. A lot of my network now came from that era. And then yeah. I realized that I was, I was stronger behind the scenes. And I started seeing loads of people around me that were way harder. Like I grew up with like, in the era of like, I don't know if you know, but like grime era. So it's like P Money, Tiny Cozy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, these yeah. were like the, my, the local lot around me, yeah? Um, so then I started realizing, okay, there's a lot of things that they needed. Like, you know, like A2 and um, Ben D's AD Young Ads' brother. Like this is this yeah. era. Yeah, yeah, again, it's probably old for you lot, yeah. But this is that <laughs> era. Um, and at the time I realized that there was a lot of rappers, a lot of spitters, but there wasn't a lot of engineers marketing, management. So I started thinking, okay, cool. I could actually switch it up a bit. Um, and then I just pivoted into DJing. When I lived in Birmingham, I was DJing heavily. I used to be on, big, you are drawing me out right now. I used to be on Big City Radio, which is big you lot. Yeah, it's yeah, so a big man. big uh, legal radio station. And then um, I had a weekly event at Panama nightclub and another one at Dragon Eye, which is on old Broad Street. Put my work in, in yeah. Brum, man. <laughs> you went uni? I went uni, I went B- B-C-U. Uni? BCU, BCU, yeah. You studied? Sound engineering. But I dropped yeah. out after a year,
1: yeah. Dropped out to do what?
0: Firstly, I dropped out to flipping Chase Dreams. Um, I gotcha tried to build a PR company, but I realised you needed money. Um, and then I went into high ticket sales after that. High ticket sales? Yeah. Tell that's us right. about that. Um, yeah, so high ticket sales for me was a life changer. Like it was like going coming from where we're from, like we don't know no one. Now obviously you do like, you lot have got access to everything, remote closers and all yeah. this stuff, but we didn't have that. So... Yeah, like the the story was pretty much a friend of mine started doing high ticket sales before um, when we was like 2021. 20, he just started balling out, bro. Like we we was like 20. He's making like 20, 30k a month. I know you like love figures on this show, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah he's making like 20, 30k a month, and and even now that's nothing. But at mm. the time we're talking like 2012, people weren't like young guys weren't getting money unless they were trapping really or musician. No, even musicians weren't footballers. Or again, like legitimate jobs, but it wasn't something that was championed because it were not social media era. So um, yeah, he started like I was living in just uh, absolute shit. hole. I, got, uh, I left home quite young. I left home at eighteen, so I was living in like a like a bad situation. I was kind of surrounded by the wrong crowd, and he saw that. But he started doing well. So he started doing well. He went from like first he bought a TT Audi TT, which back then is like yo, you got a TT, back like you're doing your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then um, he upgraded to an X6. These times we're still like 20 years old. And then at 21, he bought Aston Martin. I was like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah do you <laughs> know what I mean? Um, and then he, he literally broke it down to me. He's like, bro, you'd be so good at this because I had a bit that we skipped out is after the music DJing, with the DJing, should I say, came events. So I done. I was I was quite well established from events. London, and then I started doing a uni scene. So DMU, all, the, all you know how the uni yeah. scene goes. Yeah? Yeah, so I started yeah, putting yeah. on events. Um, but I was putting on events before, so it wasn't just for uni. So I already had a bit of a following. And then he was just like, bro, you're good at leading. You're good at building brands. You're good at selling your, your event. Because I was I was doing sold out events regularly. He's like, bro, you should do what I do. He's like, all that you have to do is learn a script. So for me, that kind of sounded almost too good to be true. I'm like, I learned a script and I just start making all this money. But he's like, that's the starting point. Um, and this is like before Wolf of Wall Street, before, like, this is before all of these kind of things. So I didn't know of this kind of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, got me the job interview, smashed the job interview. I was doing sales already, but like advertising sales, recruitment sales. Mm. Um, smashed the job interview, got the job. First month, like I, I walked into the office. Um, this is something we ain't spoke about, by the way. Yeah, oh, this, is, yeah, good, this right. is something we ain't spoke about. So I walked into the office, and obviously, like, I'm coming from like at that stage. I had a good upbringing. Yeah, I'm not going to exaggerate the the drama of the upbringing. But at that stage, I was in block mode like because I got kicked out of my mum's house. So now I'm just like...
2: Why did like, you
0: get kicked out? Why did you get kicked out? Bloody hell. Um, <laughs> I got kicked out because one, I dropped out of uni and my mum weren't playing that game. And two, I was smoking weed, bro. And my mum didn't like that. Like That was the real, real thing if I'm being deadly honest. And I've never spoken about this. <laughs> Like she didn't like that. And and my mum, she's not one to play with. She's a young mum. So um, she was just like, yeah. To be honest, she was actually just trying to teach me a lesson, but I'm stubborn. She was just basically saying, you're kicked out, but she didn't mean it. But I took it like, watch, now, that's it. I was like, that's it, cool. I'm going to prove my, and that that energy, as much as it come from a negative situation is definitely what helped me. I can't lie. That's why I started running it up because I realised like everyone now thinks I'm going to be a failure. I've dropped out of uni. I had, I went private school, so I had good education. I got my I got my mum and dad supporting me. I got a good family set up. There's no way I'm going outside. Like I'm not. I'm gonna now go hard. Mm. So then yeah, obviously I've walked into the office and bro, like I'm seeing just, everyone's just a millionaire. Like 25, 26, 27 Lambos. Drake had just dropped started from the bottom. But the manager just bought the Bentley from started from the bottom video. Like it's there in my face. Like I'm just from the block. I've never seen this. Like this is, never seen this bro. It's a Bentley right there. Like outside the office. I'm walking around the office. Everyone's just got APs, Rollies, the stuff that now we see all the time. I say that and you lot know that. Mm. But, at you guys' age, I didn't know what an APR roadie really was. I didn't understand what the value of that was because we didn't see all this stuff online like you do now. Um, and then yeah, like my mind was blown. I'm realizing like people are getting money. Like I didn't realize there was a lot of money. I didn't realize there was that much money like that. Um, and then I just started. That was it. After that. I understood that for me to do well, I've got to make sacrifices. I understood that who I surround myself with is going to affect me massively. I understood that I'd have to leave a lot behind for this, but I knew it was a game changer. I knew it wasn't just a little bit of money. I knew if I get into this, I can easily start making millions. I've just got to put my head down. So that's what I've done. I put my head down. Like first few months was just all right, like doing your thing, climbing 2K, 3K. And then I think like probably about six to eight months in, I made like my first 10 grand, which again now is just like 10 grand. At the time I'm like, yo, 10 grand, that's mad. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, I just never looked back, bro. There wasn't a month after that, that I made less than 25 grand and then just started climbing, like just climbing over the years. I went from junior to senior, got promoted to senior. Once you're senior, you get double commission. So now I'm making like 30, 40 grand a month. And then I've gone to the point of realizing that, yo, I actually really love sales. I love the mindset part of it as well. And then it, that's kind of where the teaching stuff developed. And I started like all the new starters, they would come into the office and the managers would be like, shadow Trist, go with Trist, he'll help you start up. So be a new starter. I'd be like, this is how it goes. I'll show them the ropes. And then I started realizing I'm actually good at that. And then I started becoming a team leader. And the next thing, you know, I was giving meetings and the next thing I'm like, I want my own company. So then, yeah, that's, that's the end right.
1: of it. <laughs> just just on that. So would you recommend to anyone listening who's obviously younger starting up to get into sales and marketing?
0: Yeah, so, so firstly, just to make it clear, there's a bit of a separation only in this instinct of um, the, there was no marketing involved in sales. So would I recommend someone young to get into sales? Only if you've got what I had to make it, like not 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 everyone's got it. So like, what that, is that? That's a stupendous amount of resilience, um, delusion to believe that you can actually, one phone call change your life. Like knowing that the what you put in, you get out a ridiculous work effort, like, being able to sacrifice everything that we're comfortable with for, for the greater good. Like, getting rid of what you have now for what you want. These are extreme things. A lot of people ain't built like this, bro. Like, a lot of people, like, they want they, they the idea of it, but it's like, if that means I've got to give up this for that, then maybe we'll talk about that. Like maybe Can we negotiate? Can we maybe just do this part? Like, I was just, I'm very extreme. So when I understood that, okay, cool, I can make half a million pound a year in this office, no problem, just change this number move out this area, I'm done. Like, this is what I, I want this and then I'll come back for all of that. Not, not a lot of people have that. So to answer your question, what, how was that, is those traits there.
1: And that saved you?
0: Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I wouldn't even say saved because saved is always like, bro, oh, if not, I would have been dead or in jail, fam. Like, no, I like, that, <laughs> that would never have been dead or in jail. Like, to be honest, I was always, um, I weren't the one where it's like, your teachers counting me how they didn't, bro. Everyone <laughs> everyone had confidence, like, he's going to do his thing. I just had distractions along the way. I would, I would, It saved me to some extent, though, because what it helped me with is it helped me fund all of my dreams, which I'm thankful for now, 10 years later, because it's like I'm able to do everything I want to do because I'd done what I had to do at the time. And a lot, a lot of people are willing to do that.
2: How hard was it to make your first sale? Was it easy or was it?
0: The first sale is generally easy because you don't really know how you did it. So when you make your first sale, you know you very rarely know how you did it. You just try loads of things, try loads of things, but you're sticking at it and then it happens. And then the hardest part is the second because now you don't know how the hell you did it. So now you got to work out what are you replicating? And then you start overthinking, is it the suit I wore? Is it the, The time I came in? Is it the affirmations I wrote? Is it the way I said hello? Like, so to make the first sale, if I'm honest, I was throwing enough shit at the wall and hoping something would stick at that stage. It was just, I was just effectively, I was um, what we call it now is like outreach, really. I was, it was outreach. I was just opening up potential clients and prospects, but I was opening up so many that I was breaking records and getting commissions off of just amount, but there was not really quality there. But within that, Quantity, there was a quality, and then it converted. And then there was a deal. And then I understood. Okay, what was different about that? Oh, okay. I converted him. I, un- I understood. I qualified him. Should I say? I started asking the right questions. I understood where he was financially, um, and I was credible in the way I spoke. I knew more about the market because ours was high ticket sales. For us, was within the investment um, investment industry, so it was about commodity investment. So I started to learn the markets better, the financial terms, and that's when I became more able to convert. And then after that, once I worked out the formula, they was dead, bro. <laughs> they was dead. All right, then
1: so obviously I always talk hear you talk about in your story about yeah. talk about the winning so many people want to hear the the house. Mm. What is the biggest win for you when you was doing the sales and everything? Talk to uh, me about the best month and you remember it like it was
0: yesterday. 63 grand. The best month was 63 grand. Um the first time obviously that I'd ever made that amount. And um it's overwhelming, isn't it? Like <laughs> it's overwhelming because like I said. This is a different era. I always got to remind that context because now 63 grand don't have the same effect, bro. Do you know what I mean? Like we've seen the crypto era. We've seen how many self-made millionaires and stuff off internet. But at that time, this is what, 2015? I'm like 23, 24, I want to say. And um, I was, so one thing about me and sales, I was consistent with the figure. I wasn't necessarily the top earner. I was always a consistent earner. So I always, regardless, I'm always making 30 grand a month, minimum. So that was my thing. I had colleagues who would make 100 grand, 80 grand. And then next month, they come in and make five grand. Like just crazy ups and downs, mad lifestyles. It's just crazy. As much as that is appealing, it doesn't build no consistency. I couldn't really build a life like that. I was able to build a life because I knew what I had every month. Um, But going back to that point, so yeah, like, Made 63 grand, bro. Like, the, the, to, to do that was based on the goals. Like, I had huge goals. At that time, obviously, I was, I was like, um, I already had, like, a luxurious lifestyle. Obviously, I bought the Bentley at a young age. I lived in Chelsea. Everything was, the word that I always had to use was congruent to, you don't earn 63 or 100 or millions unless you're a certain type of person. And at that point, I was that type of person. So it just made sense. Um and yeah, I think I just got on got on a client that I'd done big figures with. That month I was pushed out of my comfort zone training-wise because I had mastered 2030k, but I always wondered, how'd you get to that figure? Like, like because sounds a psychological warfare. Like it's just you versus you a lot of the time. Like you're just trying to, how do I break that barrier? Like, how do I get past that? And the way I had to do that was make myself uncomfortable. I think that month, that month I had committed to, um, at the time was a rose gold sky dweller. And I had committed to, so we used to have this little thing, which was like, you buy your goals from new money. So it was like, like anytime you've got a goal, you go and earn that money, don't spend yeah. your savings. So I had committed that month to the Skydweller, dweller, which at the time was 28,500, which I don't know what they are priced at now, but mad low at the time, 28,500. And I committed to it, to the whole office, um, and then I think it was also the same month as I'd booked two, there was two holidays. So I'd booked two holidays back to back, which was like um, Jamaica, Vegas, and then New York and LA, but back to back holiday. So I just, I'd put myself in a position where I committed high. And then, yeah, bro, like I ended up hitting that hitting that goal. And then after that, that wasn't the biggest, but that was the biggest that I could make sense of. The biggest after that was 78. Um, but that was a bit like combined it was like, like it was my sales income, but at that point I was also making a lot of money from the people I was training yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, do you get what I mean? So it was like other income. But 63 was like that was the that's the all me flex. It's like, yeah. I was gonna, yeah that's what I'm saying.
2: So the guy told you that all you had to do was learn a script. But mm. well, I've watched your stories. I might be wrong, might be right, but you were like, a script is gonna <laughs>
0: save you. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Well so what? So what? So, you... uh, did did
2: you figure out that the script wasn't saving you or wasn't making you the money or did you still follow the script to make the
0: No, so free? good question. So to make it clear, I don't think scripts are wrong. Yeah, but where it's the way people receive the scripts. So him saying all you got to do is learn the script doesn't mean you say the script word for word. To learn a script and saying a script is very different. So for example, if I I'll give you a prime example. If I know the way back to Bullring versus if I follow the steps on Google, it's different. When I know the way, I'm more comfortable on the way there. So it's, it's a bit of me in it. I'm driving like I know where I'm going. Whereas if I'm follow, I'm more stiff, same on the phones. So where, where, what people often do is if they learn a the script, it's like, hello, I am calling on. That, that doesn't, that's, that's what I'm against. I'm, I'm not against the script, script, but you have to know what a script is useful for. It's a skeleton, it's a guideline, it shows you where you're going to, but you don't have to follow it word for word. And when you do, it comes through the cell and it affects the results.
2: So is you <clears throat> so is is that what you learn
0: while at the job? oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So obviously, within the process, what I haven't mentioned is I ended up training hundreds of people. So I, I took a step back in about 20, probably just after the 63 grand, to be fair. <laughs> I took a bit of a step back and I said, all right, cool. Um, I wanted to start. Bring back my creativity into it, because I was just in sales. I was not doing no music, no branding, nothing. It was just sales, sales, sales. And you get to a point where it's like, you made a lot of money now. I want to do things that are a little bit more fun. So I took a step back and I started training everyone. And in the process of training everyone is where I started to realize the flaws that people go through in sales. And that's when I realized, okay, you're doing wrong because you keep following the script. Be willing to come off the script, put you in there, put some you into the conversation. That's what I would say I learned that.
2: So after earning all that money, what did your mom say?
0: What did your mum think? What did your family think? No, it wasn't at one moment. I'm, I'm not a lottery winner, man. It was mm. I, I was I was accumulating money for years. Like it wasn't like, yo, bang, oh my god, 63 grand. Like it was like yeah. the first time my mum knew that like, it was like it was we was getting lit, basically, oh. is um is the first month that I'd done 10K. Because obviously I had been I had left out, left home. So me and my mum, our relationship went a bit south, unfortunately. Yeah. My best friend to bits now. Um, and always been my best friend, but we sometimes, we clashed a bit and we clashed, which is obviously why I left home, et cetera. Um, And then me, I I programmed my brain to think that, yo, if I come back and I'm just living, I'm I'm, I'm making money, it's going to fix our relationship, which is cap, but at the same time, it also gave a peace of mind she, her response initially this was you're crazy. Cause I pulled up outside in the Bentley, I'm 21. She's like, what the hell are you doing? My mom's not, my mom's not like, oh my God. Like she's not an idiot. Like moms, <laughs> your moms love you. They they want like She's thinking, what are you doing? My dad's like, like he's, he's, he's with the flex. But my mom's kind of like, listen, as long as you're safe, she didn't, I don't, I've never spoke figures with my mom all these years. The first time my mom ever knew how much money I was making was last year on the internet, about November. <laughs> 100%. All those years, and yeah, but I've never spoke figures that? with my mum. What do you mean? How
1: much was that? When I started talking, like it? when I started putting
0: together the sales stuff, obviously, I started talking about how much I'm making a year, yeah. started talking about how much I've accumulated. That's when she started seeing like 200, 300 mm. K's. Then she, like, she haven't said, said nothing, but she just knew it was a lot of money because everything was good and everything was sorted. But she didn't really, my mum, man, like, I don't really do the money thing with my mum. Do you know what I mean? Your mom's always going to humble you. I think it's corny to be like, my mom, like. Yeah. They, yeah. they knew it was lit over here <laughs> for years. Do you get what I'm saying? That's, that's the main aim.
1: All right then, so Tris, if money wasn't in the picture, mm-hmm. would you still be doing what you were doing? Right now or back then? Back then.
0: Back then, um, no. No, I jumped in sales to get rich. No, there was nothing else. Like I jumped in sales because everything I wanted to do, which I'm doing now, costed, cost a lot of money. And I couldn't find that money anywhere. It weren't making sense.
1: Is that selfish or selfless? What you doing? So I was
0: selfish first. Yeah. I say to everyone, it's important to be selfish first so I could be selfless. My why was all focused on my family. So the first bits of money, like I sent my mum to uni, like when I bought my, uh, my first rollie, I bought all my family rollies. When I bought, when I'm buying things for me, I'm buying it for my family. Like my mum's drippy, my sister's drippy, like yeah. it's Louis Vuitton everywhere, it's bags, this, that, the other. So it was all, it was selfless, but to get that bag, I had to be selfish.
2: So during that time, yeah, um, how much hours were you putting in? Was it like late nights? 24 uh, hours. 24 hours.
0: Yeah. It's how a did... lifestyle, bro. <laughs> like, you know what it is? Like, technically, I'm going to the office, we start at 12, we end at eight, and I'm in the office from 10. I'm leaving at nine. It's a lifestyle. You never switch off. So like, how, how did you avoid distractions? Everyone asks me that, yeah. I get asked that a lot on, on social media, like, how do you stay focused? Now, I'm not saying you're wrong to ask it, yeah. yeah. But it's like, you stay focused, innit? Like, like just cut the crap. I cut the crap. Yeah, is, like, is, like, is, do you know is, what i like, like, Literally, because it's like, bro, the distractions, if you care about where you're going enough, it's not even a fault. Like it's like, it's like me turning around and saying to you, okay, look guys, I'm gonna help you get this podcast to a million subscribers. I need three months of your focus. How are you gonna stay focused? If you ever yeah. want it or you don't want it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there's not a special formula all right I always say that secondly I'll give like actionable mine was I'm extreme I left my environment of comfort and your environment of comfort is usually where your distractions are my distractions for me is social I'm a very social person so if the and and I always like I, I, I come from an area and a background where not everyone has got the same level of ambition as me but I'm such a personality, I'm a person first. So I could, I could have like, the man them with me back then and these could be unambitious man them but I love them as my brothers and that's my distractions now. Now next thing you know I'm doing, and it's not no one else's fault other than mine, now next thing I'm chilling on the block, I'm smoking weed, we're doing nonsense because of, that's my distractions. Another distractions, I would say, but I think it helped along the way is girls. Like personally I think it helped along the way though but, because in what we were doing, it was based around lifestyle. So the girls played a part. This is mental, I'm saying right now.
1: <laughs> the girls, I'm thinking, how,
2: Exactly, All
0: right, the girls played a part. All right, for me personally, whether I was in a relationship or whether I was single, I'm not saying this is right, but for me personally, a lot of my think as men, we make money to peacock. This is psychological. This is facts, yeah? We make money to be providers. Like, it's in our egos, It's in our genetics. So for me, it was like, the, the females was like, wait a sec. If I set this goal and it involves this female, I'm going to get it. Whereas if I commit to just myself, maybe not. If I commit to this girl, like, babe, we're going to do the mad thing. We're going business cards. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Don't get me wrong. It's corny. However, yeah. That's what worked for me. Like the lifestyle of it, like fine dining restaurants. It wasn't it wasn't never about the money for me. It was a lifestyle. It's where we live. It's the chauffeurs, it's the it's the watches, it's the it's the traveling the world. It was like what we're able to really the the world I was able to uncover that was not open to us before we had money. Whereas now man do it for bus downs and like for social media. Like man literally risk their freedom for social media. It's mental. Like whereas for us, there was no risking of freedom and there was no social media. It was about how do we, like, we wanted to be bougie, classy, we wanted to be affluent, we wanted to be top tier individuals, high value men. We didn't just want to just have money. We wanted to eat well, look well, smell well, be fit. Do you get what I mean?
1: So did this lifestyle actually bring you
0: peace? No, the lifestyle didn't bring me peace. No, the lifestyle, the the last- what
1: did it do for you exactly?
0: The lifestyle, what it done for me was it, it, it didn't bring me peace, no. Great question as well. So
1: what was it to fulfill your ego? To make you feel at like At the a
0: man? time I thought it was gonna bring me peace because you're young, you're 20, 21 years old, you don't even you at that point when you're you see when you're broke, like this is this is where another way cut the crap came from. Like uh, uh, one of these gurus will go online and be like, just focus when you're broke, you ain't got you can't afford peace, bro. Like when you're broke, you in your head, you can't afford peace. You're broke. Like mm. it's great I, I will still tell someone on a one to one or something, look, focus on your peace, but it's so hard to digest that. I'm broke. My stomach hurts. What do you mean peace, bro? I'll take your peace, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So so at that stage, it was just about, number one, financial freedom. I knew that if I get there, I can then go and do everything that will fulfill me, which is what I've done. Now what you see me doing now, this is all my fulfillment now. Peace is peace galore, man. We're running around with peace right now. But for the first eight years, I sacrificed peace to get to a financial level that made me be able to go forward and just grow everything and do what I love now.
2: So speaking on all of that, yeah, I've actually stalked your Instagram page <laughs> and I've gone to the bottom. No <laughs> First, post. Yeah, first, yeah, first yeah, post. yeah, 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 And yeah. I've seen you talk about hard times yeah, and yeah. struggling and you were like, yo, just um, tell yourself you'll get through it. Yeah, and yeah, And you say yeah, you yeah. meditate on there. Yeah, Is yeah, that yeah. Is that something you still do?
0: Yeah, yeah. I meditate nowhere near as often as I should, but I still meditate. Like for me... Because I like, have a lot of thoughts going on in my mind, bro. My mind doesn't stop. So at, at certain times, especially when I'm going through hard times, meditation has helped me massively because it just slows the mind down. Do you know what I mean? It allows you to start... Uh, people get it wrong. They think it's to silence the thoughts. It's not. It's just to come at peace with the thoughts. It's to allow the thoughts. It's to be aware of what they are rather than letting them control you. Just be at peace, excuse me, at peace with them. Um, so, yeah, my meditation's a big part of... Especially when I'm going through the the stress meditations key, man.
2: Do you do anything else? Journal?
0: No, I've never really been a journaler, but I guess I've... It's ironic though, because I've journaled my whole life, innit? Do you know what I mean? Like one thing like all my day ones will say like, bro, I've got everything documented. Like I am a receipts man. I've got everything. There's not one thing I will say that I can't show you it happened. So that was something that I think... I think that actually came from the fact I know where I know where I'm gonna take this. Like I know one day that's gonna be worth a lot. But I think also um, see me, like if I if I think about something, I'm a man, I'll go and I'll go and tweet it like, right, listen, this is what we're doing, we're about to take this to the whole next level. That's my journal. Like, so I don't care who gets it, it's just like it's therapy now, put it out there. Do you know what I mean? That's that's my way.
1: So, obviously, from the first post, I think it was a Snapchat post because yeah, you see yeah the Snapchat. Yeah, so yeah, that's when the Snapchat was 10 seconds. That's what I'm thinking. So, like, you know, i making me feel document, old, bro. Like, documentation, Tris, thinking back on all those years, what's, what's been the biggest point where you thought, yo, I remember this moment and it's a life changing moment for me?
0: Um, hmm. I think going, getting into sales. I think that first day was mental to me. Maybe I skipped over that a bit too, like I dumbed it down, but. Like Bentleys, Lambos, like everyone's rich. Like I'm not, I'm in this room. I'm in the room. Like, and and I'm not only in the room. I eventually become valuable in this room. Now my network, my first, which I guess is a, a cheat code, I guess. As soon as I started making money, I already had a network because not online and stuff. My network is in here. My manager is a multi-millionaire. My floor manager, multi-millionaire. My my seniors, are multi-millionaire. My colleagues are millionaires. Everyone around me was millionaires. Like all everyone. And and I, and to be honest, I soloed in on that. I didn't read, I wasn't in the ends. I left the ends early, like 20 years old because I understood what was in front of me. The opportunity was a life changer. So I have to say the opportunity, I realized like, okay, cool. I can make unlimited money in this. So for me, that was life changing, seeing it. Remember like, even now, like you see it online, but there's nothing like that being your friend. Like you walk in every morning, he is a multimillionaire. And that's just mourning. Like, it's just your brethren now. Do you know what I mean? That's your guy. The next thing you know, he's your guy too, and he's your guy too, and he's your guy. And the next thing you know, for me, I was blessed because four of the guys that we all got to that bag together were all my day ones as well. So now I'm like, okay, we're in here now. So now it's gang shit in here almost, but at the same time, we're amongst, but we're all valuable. We all got it. Do you get what I mean? So I'd say that was it.
1: So how is it? I could imagine being around these multimillionaires, so surreal. And so how is it you actually utilise the network with these people?
0: Um, the way I utilized it was I always showed value first. See me, I'm not someone who comes with my hand open. Like I, I'm, I always, I'm a student of the game. A lot of the questions you asked me when we first spoke, like they're the type of questions I ask people. Like I wanted to understand things. And when they saw that in me, they, and people that are high value, when they see that you don't want something of their, you don't want to take, but you just want to learn. And then also maybe even give, you get yourself a secure position in the room. Them going forward, I bring ideas to the table. I'm my like, ideas, man. So if I've got a network of people, I ain't just got them in the phone book. Like I always say, your network's your net worth, but only if you make use of it. Like my phone book's full of so many millions, though, but not all of it am I making use of. The ones that I am is the ones I'm saying, yo, bro, let's let's chop it up. I was thinking to you. Like, for example, this morning we've got an event on Sunday. In my head, I'm thinking, all like, right, cool. And this is the blessing I have. Like, I don't talk about this enough because people don't realize how valuable this is. If I sit there right now and we sit here amongst all the men in here, we have an idea. 99% of the things we need, I I bet you I can get done right now. Yeah. I've been known as that for years. Always. Trist will know someone who knows someone that can, that's my, that's always been my USP. I can get, I can get today. I woke up and realized that we need mics for the venue. Cool. Need someone to speak. Need caterers. Cool. Uh, All of these things. Like if we need, link up there if we need whoever we need we need someone there we we'll get it. like we got obviously it's going to come out afterwards but we've got Flomzy's going to come to the event no one actually knows that we're not announcing that but it's come out afterwards um is going to be in. these are just it's just network like but it's it's value exchange it's not yo bro i beg you it's like calling in favors for people that have probably opened doors for or done favors for myself along the way so why is that because i gave value first wow
2: beautiful <laughs> so tell us about the dubai situation like why move to Dubai what's out there for you
0: so regret it nah man best thing ever man especially now like I love UK (laughs) but yeah no, best thing ever I I can't wait to go back home no it was um it was originally based on a brand called Shishio Shisha lounge that you probably see me always recording in yeah yeah, yeah. um my podcast and stuff um originally I was a part of the Shishio team of the of the actual launch of that taking that brand over there so that was why I originally moved. I also wanted to take Rap City over there, which is my car and company, um, but before lockdown. Um, and then when I got there, I met my business partner. We started a concierge company and an events company over there, which now is a very saturated industry. We kind of made a conscious decision to say, you know what? We didn't want to stay in that. It wasn't, it wasn't for us. It was fun, but it wasn't really, wasn't as profitable as we wanted. Um, and then obviously we, we got the marketing agency, me and my business partner, Tyra, so now I've just built, I've built a home for myself. Like, I've got network out there, especially now that I'm back on the um, content, so I'm connected with people. Um, now, obviously, I've got sales clients out there. I'm training the real estate companies over there. Um, and, yeah, it's an amazing place, bro. Like, it's peaceful. It's a land of entrepreneurs. Everyone's there to win. Everyone's there for a purpose. It's very positive. Um, everyone's quite uplifting. Doors open a lot easier than they do here. There's not much ego in the sense of, oh, I don't want to open this door for that person. And, obviously, it's son. Sand and whatever the other s's in that sentence, just generally. going
1: off what you said, uh, there's a lot of ego over here. Mm. I think it was only you, when your research stories are uh, you talking about speaking about what you do, As yeah. A, I think that's, today. that's yeah, today. Today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> today, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, why do you think it's like in the UK, and why do you think people struggle in Dubai?
0: I think in the UK, we were talking about this yesterday, me and Amanda, Like, I think in the UK, there's like it's a British culture, right? We're run by the monarchy, so it's we, we come from that, Like that's that's who rules, rules the country, whether we love it or hate it. And their thing is always about class and class usually involves being humble. Humble is about being tasteful. America's not run like that. Other cities are not run like that. Other countries aren't run like that. We shouldn't be too flexy. On top of that, we grow up in areas where we overthink showing off too much. We also think everyone else is on a bigger pedestal than us because they've done more than us or I've only done like this podcast. It'd be like, yeah, but it's just like, oh, it's our new little thing. And it like, why is it new little? Like, It's your podcast, you know what I'm saying? With your whole chest, like, yeah, yeah, like own it. But I think we're conditioned by our environment where it's like, we dumb everything down because we're in this. And you only really realize it when you travel. When I first went to LA, I spent some time in LA years back. that's when I first clocked it. I clocked this way before Dubai, by the way, it was LA. I was in LA and I used to always wrap my cars. Like I was always. That's why I got into rapping. So I was always had loud cars, loud colors. I would drive around with loud colors. Saw it. The grow daily. Yeah, yeah. I had the grow daily. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. And then when I went to America, like everyone used to be like, "Oh my days, your colors mad." And I used to think like, "Yeah, it's mad." But the people I look at, they do it. Like all the Americans were doing it. I'm like, it's not. I'm not. I didn't make that up. And when I went to America, I realized like, bro, America, it's normal. Like, no one's like, bro, like, you know, in London, people you say to me, like, oh, how do you have a car? A bright orange, like, that's so loud, like, it's like, what? but in America, it's like, yo, that's hard, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, what do you do? Next thing you know, i do this. Oh, really? Oh, bam, connect, bam. And that, and that, when you start to travel more, you start to realise that happens everywhere else other than UK. And I know people might watch this and feel like, no, it does happen in UK, but it doesn't, man. Like, it doesn't, my best connections that I've met it's not been via like stuff like that. Like if in the UK, it's been via the internet, but even then there's so much just fear. I'm not just going to go link my man. Oh, who's my man? Who does my man know? Oh, I heard this about that. Like, it's just not, whereas in these other cities, it's just like, yo, what do you do? Sick. Let's connect. Do you get what I mean? And I yeah, think UK yeah. is missing that. I, and I think, and I personally blame the government.
2: <laughs> I think <laughs> it's the government's fault. That's calling out the government, you
0: know. <laughs> what? Oh, you get know? out of here before <laughs> I start saying that stuff, man.
2: <laughs> um, you went to zero in Dubai.
0: It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant Zero Gravity. I was about to nah, say, nah, there's nah, a place nah. for Zero Gravity zero. in you, Dubai. Yeah, you yeah. went yeah. to zero in Dubai. I was watching yeah. a bit of CEO cast. Yeah. And you
2: were talking about, you were basically trying to maintain a lifestyle. Yeah. Basically on tourist, tourist life. Yeah. Can you tell us why you did that? Did you do that out of like, because social media is watching? Nah, no, not so much. People knew you were making money and you kind of just had to.
0: Not so much social media. Like, I'll be honest, I've never... Social media weren't really my thing. It's my people, man. Like, it was more my people. It's like, can't start telling your mum you ain't got it. Can't start telling the man them you ain't got it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was more that, like, what do you mean? How are we getting there? Like, where's the Bentley, bro? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like If I'm, I'm being honest, like, it wasn't it wasn't social media. I didn't really care that much about social media. Because social media is easy to, to finesse anyway. Like, half of these people ain't even really got money or half of the people that have got money. It's not accurate. You can never really tell from social media. For me, where that came from was, don't get twisted. Like, let me make a big disclaimer. It wasn't just because it weren't like, oh, he spunked all his money on lifestyle. Like, no, I, I was way better with money than... I'm not, I I've am i been getting money for years, so it wasn't, it wasn't new to me to do that. What it more was, is the amount of risks I took at the same time. That's the best way to say it. I took a lot of risks at one time financially and, and none of them came through. So now imagine, like I don't don't know if anyone gambles, but for example, when you go into the casino, if I've put all chips on the table and none of my numbers come in, I'm done out. Do you get what I mean? So that's more what it was. It weren't really social media. It was like the ego and the mask that where it come from for me was, I'd say my people, man. I used to, when times were hard, I never wanted to tell my people. It was my people. I don't care about social media. Never wanted to
1: tell them. Nah. Because nah. I
0: built up too much of a mass. It was all true. It uh, it's on me. I'm I'm the one. Okay, then so
1: doesn't that go back to cutting the crap? Why would yeah. you just be
0: real? But that's where cut the crap came from.
1: So what you can only be real now you made it?
0: No, no, no. What I mean is that cut the crap came out of that. Me realizing yeah. I wasn't cutting the crap. Me realizing like, yo, oh. I need to cut the crap. Like, that was me talking to myself. Most yeah, of these yeah. things are me talking to myself. I'm like, yo, what's okay, we need to work out to get back up. Well, first thing we need to do is cut the fucking crap. Like, and the way that is, it stop fucking delete the mask bro like get rid of the mask tell the truth to the people then then that's the first step then then work out who's really with you cool now you work out who's really with you now we rebuild and, it, and it's an amazing process by the way like it's very therapeutic like cutting the crap is a very therapeutic process so
1: would you say that basically the whole cut the crap cut the crap you say it brings the biggest authenticity to you
0: yeah 100 percent. that's what it's about but but disclaimer i said this yesterday it's not my thing Cut the craps. Not just my thing. Like it's me saying it right now. Right now, you see me saying it. But you're gonna to start to see Cam talking about it, Jimmo talking about it, other people around me talking about it. It's not just Tris, Tris, Tris. But right now, I'm saying, yeah, I'm cutting the crap. Do you know what I mean? You see the you see the bros with the hoodies on like and that. stuff like. You know what I'm saying like, but yeah, for now, it's um, yeah, it's definitely it helped me strip a lot away and it helped me feel free, bro. It gave me a power like I've got an advantage on people because I'm not scared to tell the truth and they are. So it's like, you don't even know how powerful I can be now.
2: So how how did you rebuild from zero? Like, what did you know that was gonna work? And what did you start? Rebuilding
0: from zero sounds hard. Word, Uh, rebuild from zero, it's hard. Um, (laughs) How did I do that? Um, Went back to the basics, bro. Everything that helped me the first time around is the formula. Like when I was 20 and I started making all that money, it wasn't by accident. I knew what I was doing, it was a formula. And I'd mastered that formula, but I forgot about the formula for a bit. So when I stripped everything back, silence the noise, start really thinking about what's me, who I am. I was like, all right, cool, let me reapply the formula. The formula is the congruency. Yeah, you'll hear me say that word a lot, who I'm surrounding myself with, the conversations I'm having, what I'm watching, what I'm reading, what I'm eating, like, what I'm digesting, what music am I listening to? What's my habits again? Am I am I doing my affirmations again? Am I a big thinker? Because I got, I went into survival mode. I stopped thinking huge again. Started having idiot thoughts, like. <laughs> like I, 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 I were thoughts. like, just not thinking huge, like. Just thinking like, dumb in doubt. This is why you everything you hear me say, you'll, you'll get it now why you see certain things come through Instagram. This is why I'm telling everyone like, don't dim your light. Because that's what I was doing. You know, like Nipsey says, never let a hard time humble us. Like, mm-hmm. I let the hard time humble me. Don't do that, man. Like, you know, know who you are at core if you are really that person yeah. and you will be able to do it again and again and again. No matter what climate, it's in you. It's not, Nipsey says it's in you. It's not on you.
1: Okay, so what's crazy about this What I am to speak about? So think like mm. two years ago, you was doing girl daily and during, during lockdown, you was doing the lives. Mm-hmm. And obviously I was in that life two mm-hmm. years ago and you was providing values and it wasn't just you. Mm-hmm. So what made you want to produce such content for free that obviously people would actually pay for to have?
0: Um, I've always been about that. Like my thing was always the blueprint, bro. Like, I don't know where it come from, but I always just wanted everyone around me to win. Because you know, winning on your own is so dead, bro. Like I know a lot of people who have won it on their own. It's so dead. Trust me, it's dead. It's not the same. Like you don't want to be, you want all of you to have money. You don't want it to just be, you've got the money. Like where's Tris? It's dead. Like if you know how to do it, teach everyone around you how to do it. And also on top of that, I believe in universal laws. So it's like, I believe in abundance. I believe if you give, you get tenfold. So if I'm teaching you how to build this brand, if I'm teaching you how to build this brand and you go on to build the brand and you, and you grow it, what have I lost? I haven't lost nothing. If anything, I'm a credit to what you've just done. Do you get what I mean? Okay. So
1: yeah. would you do that out of your kindness or would yeah. you do it just because you know, it might come back tenfold?
0: No, no, no. Back then I was just document. Gary Vee said something in 2016, never left my brain. He said, document versus create. He said, just document your journey because eventually CVs are not going to matter. Personal branding is going to matter more. Mm. And I, that slapped me. I thought that's deep. So then I thought, okay, let me start documenting. Then I'm teaching my sales classes and I'm going home thinking this is, let me just put this online. I don't know where it came from in the sense of Grow Daily wasn't about me. The Grow Daily started as a platform for everyone else. Why we started Grow Daily is because we saw GRM and LinkUp and SBTV have platforms for the music, but there was no platform for personal development. This is 2016, 2017. So we decided to create what we knew was missing. So there wasn't really, um, it wasn't really a situation of, did I intentionally give away like, I just thought, let me just drop the crumbs. Whoever picks it up, picks it up. Like, that's it. There wasn't really like a plan, bro. Do you know what I mean? It was just, this is what I'm doing, man.
2: So but back to the buy now. So did you go back into sales
0: or was it more on the marketing side? So marketing, both. This is where now we we, we draw the link now because obviously I got, I became a partner of Tower Creative a year and a half ago. So that was my first step back up. Then, um, the sales I only returned to recently when I linked back when I linked up with Cam, because then we started thinking about okay, how are we gonna, what are we gonna package for the internet? Because I'd never ever ever generated an income from the internet.
1: Did you meet Cam in in Dubai? I
0: met him in Dubai. We met on a yacht. Yeah, September. I met. I only met Cam last September, October, oh, September?
1: September. What September? Just twenty
0: twenty two. Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but obviously, like, like I said, he. he he done the same thing that I've just been saying that I do. He showed me a blueprint. He's like, okay, I've scaled my business from hair to hair. Like Cam scaled it from zero to 20K plus. And it was transparent. And he was real about it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Talk to me about that. How did that work? He's broke it down. He showed me the blueprint. I'm like, okay, cool. And on top of the, f- the fact he's showing me the blueprint, it's a man of my own kind because I'm a man to show you the blueprint too. Yeah. So then I'm like, all right, cool. I've got hella blueprints I can show you. So we start. Vice versa, this is my blueprint, this is yours. Cool, let's merge them together. Next thing you know, we've got in-house. Next thing you know, we've got Cut the Crap Sales Bootcamp. Next thing you know, we're here. Do you get what I mean? That's where it all, all started.
1: Okay, so using the blueprint, if you was to lose it all, I had to restart today using your blueprint. Yeah. What would that look like?
0: Same thing you just saw me do again. It's Same way. Oh, in the sense of what would I do? Yeah,
1: if you used to restart and do everything. I mean, I can,
0: always, I can always pivot. I'm very, I'm very pivotable, but it usually ends up back to selling... Um, and giving, I could pivot like uh, when you know the formula. The formula applies to anything, bro. I've done everything and anything. Like sales wise, I've sold anything and everything. Business industry wise, I've been in any every industry. I've been in tech. I've been in sales, branding, events, music, all of it. PR. Like I've been in it all. So I wouldn't restrict it. If I if like if that was to happen, it's bounce back ability, bro. I feel like now nothing can break me, man. I understand like how it's the formula, is it? Once you know the formula, you're good.
2: So you're a man with a massive network. Mm. I want to know what you actually say to people to build that connection. So it can be like, (laughs) oh yeah, bro, I need your help. Or
0: yeah,
2: "Yeah, vice versa.
0: It's always value first, but I'm just not an asker. I know that's not a word, but I'm just not like, I'm not someone to be like, like I could have the maddest connection. And like, like I said, around New Year's, I was like, Right, I'm always one phone call away from Jay-Z. So that that (laughs) sounds like a flex, but it pisses me off though. Cause it's like, what am I doing with that? Are you gonna like, call him? I'm, I ain't got his number, <laughs> yeah. but I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm one, and when I say one phone call in one person away, yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah, to elaborate, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like with situations like that, it's like I don't I don't always feel like I'm utilizing to the extent that I should. But to go back to your question of how do I establish that, I think it's just about real recognise real every single time. Like it's just like, bro, I'm someone who I'll see. I, I'll see you and be like, yeah, man, I respect your thing, bro. And then after that, if you see the value in me, brilliant. If you don't, you don't. Like, I just, there's no special formula. But one thing I don't do is I don't force things and I don't start asking for things straight away. And I don't just, I don't see it as like, oh yeah, I can just shout my man. Like, I I only one thing about me, I, I don't like calling things in unless I need to, and unless it's gonna be beneficial. Like I got brethren around me sometimes and they're like, well, why can't you just ask so-and-so if he could post da da? I'm like, no, I won't. I, he, I could, mm-hmm. but I won't because I might need that card for a stronger play this is weak like I, I don't like to just I don't like to do too much requesting I like to give value and you know one of my main things as well like a little tip that I don't really, I don't think I've ever said I love to get people to follow me cuz once you follow me the rest is done cuz if you follow me you see what I'm about I don't need to do nothing oh, else so that's the Don't need to do nothing else I don't even need to message you as long as you see me I don't ever need to message you ever again cuz you will eventually see something I post and you will think yeah, man, I connect with that. As long as I know I'm giving the pure, you will think yeah, I connect with that. Most of the things when I sometimes I call in like yo, do you want to jump on the pod? Or someone will be like like I got a big, big, huge guest about to come on my pod next week, which is huge to me, um, to the music industry is huge. But he's not an artist, and to most people, we wouldn't actually know him. Yeah, yeah an idea. Um, yeah, I can say it now because it's coming out after. Yeah. When's it coming out? It don't matter anyway. (laughs) So uh, again, no, let me not say it because God willing, if it happens, yeah, I'll tell you off camera. But my point is, is that why have I been able to do that? Ironically, a lot of platforms bigger than me could call this guy and he wouldn't do it. The reason being, he knows that for the last decade, I've been pure hearted and I've only ever just wanted to just learn and soak. I'm a student of the game. People are, are, are ahead of you, always know that. If you're successful, I know that's why I'm here. Cause yeah. I spoke to Kyle, I'm like, it's a student of the game. Whatever you want to do, we do it. Raheem, CEO cost, student of the game. I'm like, right, cool, whatever you want to do, we do it. People just, there's nothing you got to do. Just keep being you, just be pure. Like let people know you're not with your hand out. You're not sly, you're just real. Do you get what I'm saying? There's no tactic.
1: So with a lot of content, yeah. Cause everybody's just, like everyone's trying to make content. What it's is it you think that makes tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it you think that makes your content stand out from others?
0: Um or
1: I could say for bit, what do you think makes content actually real as it is?
0: Exactly what you just said, being real. Like a lot of the content is too um it's all the same, same shit, innit? It's like we sit, we put the camera down, we get the light in, we talk to the camera, we put captions on, a few JPEGs and GIFs and we're done. Most of the stuff is regurgitated from someone else. It's very rarely life experience. It's generic things. Like, if you want to build a brand, logo looks like this. And it's just all generic. Like, you've got to be motivated. And do you know what I'm saying? It's who you surround yourself with. Show me your five friends and I'll tell you your future. Like, it's hella cliche. We see it all the time. What I try and do, number one, I don't think there's many people in my space that sound like me in the sense of actually tonality wise. Like, a lot of people either put on a voice online, they're scared to slang or talk how they talk or dress how they want to dress. Um, secondly, I have a wide, wide experience. So I've got a pool that's that's never ending, that I can speak from, I can draw from, I can refer to things that no one can be me because you didn't go through what I went through. Do you know what I mean? And the diversity of what I went through, like we're talking about hood, my name ends to high ticket sales to uni like you you we could sit and have a conversation you'll name things and nine out of ten times i'll be like i've done that i've been through that i know somebody does that like i've just got a wide amount of experience i've traveled the world i've spoke to different people so that separates me and the fact that the, now more than ever it's cutting off the crap is like yo look i'm telling you the harsh reality most people don't do that most people they pretty it up do you get what i mean they don't want it to sound too they don't want to talk about the losses they don't want to talk about the my thing is harsh. And also, I always want to sound like you know where I come from. I want you to hear the South London in me as well. Do you get what I'm saying? A lot of people don't want that. So you're from South London?
2: Yeah. I feel man. like everybody. You know, <laughs> this like this, 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 this is what London. I was asking him earlier. I was like, what part of London are you from? Yeah, South London, yeah, capital Lewisham, yeah. What's it like in South?
0: Um, yeah, it's a lovely place, man. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's not where
1: everybody else... <laughs> in fact, the APM said, the guy who you said with the he was like, yo, it's,
0: it's dead. Where's he from in South? No, idea.
1: Even, so no, he just got South London. It's not where you want to be.
0: No like it depends what you want. I I wouldn't say it's not where you want to be. It just depends what you want from life. Because what about the man who want to be in the ends? Like, like you can't say it's not where you want to be. It's not where I want to be currently, but I I love it for what i got from it. I don't think I would be half the person I am without being raised in South London. Like, that's just, I can't lie. Like, not to just be area risk, but it gives us an advantage, bro. Like, (laughs) when you're from South, you've got an advantage, bro, I'll be honest. Like, we walk into a room, we dominate a room, we carry ourselves a certain way. Man ain't doing that, (laughs) do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like all, and and I've taken that all around the world. Even in the buy, like there's a lot, there's a big community from South, and we we hold a certain presence, man.
2: So, how much streams of income do you have?
0: Great question. Um, I don't, to be honest, I don't know. <laughs> like <coming. laughs> streams, like obviously, me and Cam are business partners, so most like nine out of ten things we do we do together. But we've got loads of different parts of. But but let me make this clear. One focus, really, yeah. Kind of. All right. So obviously I've got Tyra Creative Marketing Agency. Yeah. Then I've got Brand Consultancy, One-to-One Clients. Then I've got the sales training and the boot camps. Um, then obviously to technically we've got In-House. Um, that's it. That's the, that's, they're the main, but they're all linked though. They're all part of the Tris Taylor brand. I'm not like, I'm not on that whole, having seven streams of income doesn't mean having seven businesses.
1: Mm,
2: okay. Okay. That's where
0: people go wrong. Everyone thinks it means seven businesses. It Doesn't mean that. Find a way to make seven streams from your one business. Then you're hard. But a lot of people don't know how to do that because they think it means seven businesses. And then <laughs> you get you got a man chasing 100. And I've been there. I've been there. I'm not saying it like I've never done it. But yeah, now it's all that's all all part of the one thing, isn't it? Sales training, yeah. brand consultancy. It's all part of the marketing company. It's all part of one thing. So the
2: most you made back then
0: a month was 60, 70... <laughs> I know where you're going with this Go on What's
2: the most you've made now up until this day Nah nah We're not doing that one Nah no, You know how
0: Flip says We don't talk too much man <laughs> <laughs> Alright cool, cool We're cool, not doing cool. that one now man Don't, don't worry man We're, just, just so, we're just, not missing any meals <laughs> Put it that way
1: Alright just If you could give one piece of advice From your younger self mm. To do this all again What would it be?
0: Patience Just have patience bro Like I never had no patience. Most people now that have patience. Most of the dumbest decisions because of lack of patience. Most of the reasons why a man got seven businesses because they ain't patient. Most of the reasons why people need advice extremely quickly is because they're not patient. It's all patience, bro. Most of us want everything now. We don't. We're not. We're not here to build. Do you know what I mean? We're like we're builders. Like you see, like you see me with with the man. I'm like this is a team of builders. Like we are building. we not. We don't care. I could. I could speed this whole machine up. In a month right now, if I wanted to go brazy, like I could tap in, do, but then the, the foundation could collapse. Okay. What we're mm. focused on right now, and obviously the losses taught me this even more so, is build a solid foundation. When I was younger, I didn't. I didn't build a solid foundation, making money, spending money, making, weren't solid. Now it's solid we're, we're taking our time to lay these bricks. Do you know what I mean? So I'd say patience, bro. So what is your, what's, what's your aim? What's your end goal? Global domination. That's the end goal. Um, To take the same thing that we're doing here, right in this room right here, Mm -hmm. take the same thing, bigger and better all over the world. Um, And when I say the same thing, I mean the message, the brands that you see us pushing, the content you see us pushing, like what we stand for, like being truthful about entrepreneurship. But the main thing, like where I'm on the mission right now with Cam is like, like I put on a caption the other day, building your brand and scaling it. That's the new trap. Like, that's what I'm on. Like building a brand and scaling it. Like, why, why are we not making that cool? Like Everyone talks about business, what about the brand though? Because the brand lands last the test of time, not always the business. Business can come and go at brands, they last forever if you do it right. So the, the goal is to build a brand within, there's Trist and there's obviously all the, all the brands within that, that like we've mentioned, in-house, Cut the Crap, niche, et cetera. Um, and the, the, the goal is just to scale them bro. Scaling is the word of the year, we're just scaling everything. Scaling everything, like taking the business to the next level. And while we're scaling our own, we're teaching other people how to scale theirs as well. Like, I, I very rarely come on platform to talk a lot about that, but from a service point of view, what we do is we help other entrepreneurs scale their business and it's proven. It's not, like, I don't ever want no one to watch this and get this confused with these business gurus that have never built a business, yeah? yeah? Like it's proven. There's facts, receipts for everything. You see me post to my clients. I know you see yeah. me post <laughs> my clients. Yeah, like you yeah. see what they're going through. We've got 20 year, 19 nineteen-year-old clients scaling up to twenty k months with their businesses. Yeah, that this is transparent. Do you know what I mean? Because we know how to scale the business. We know how to build a brand. We know how to make more money. You, you've had conversations with me myself. You have conversations with Cam. You know the value. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we don't. I don't really talk about that enough. But that's the service.
1: All right, and so out of all these brands, mm. what is it you think? Well, you know, since mm. you are the master, what is it makes a professional brand a brand stand out from every other brand?
0: Consistency, identity, um, congruency—in the sense of like, for example, like I won't post a video if the font and the spacing is wrong. I'm not posting it. Like most men probably hear that and be like, "What? Like I'm not posting it? It's wrong." Like if there's, it's because I'm because I've got brand guidelines. I've got a font, a typography that I stick to, a color scheme that goes with me. Like my barber said to me this morning, he said, "Bro." You're always wearing this color. Like I've become known for wearing this color. It's part of my brand. It's the color that I want to be known for. Like everything I do is consistent overall. That's how you you build a brand. Then obviously clarity, target audience, tone of voice, like communicating to your audience correctly based on what they, who are your audience? Identifying them. What's your niche? What's your USP? Once you get all of that, you combine that and then you build something out which fit, ticks off all of those things I've just said. Doesn't cut any corners. And you know... For example, you won't see, like, look at McDonald's, one of the biggest brands people don't realise. But everything, why? why Because everything is on point. There's no, they're not going to give you your McDonald's unpacked a certain way. Look at Foot Locker when you go in. How do they pack your bag? Selfridges, Harvey Nicks, all part of their brand. That's from the time you enter their shop to the time you leave, from their receipt, from the way that they cut the, the customer services, how their staff look, smell, feel. That's, it's all part of the brand. But we don't realise it because it's subconscious. So that's that's how you build a brand.
2: how many businesses have you failed how many things have you tried and failed i had a cleaning
0: company that failed i had Uh, a pr company that failed um i mean not not necessarily failed it it weren't serving me should i say so you stopped pursuing yeah so i stopped pursuing it um obviously i had a concierge and events company um what else i've been trying and erroring for years man like I guess technically, I was a DJ, I was an artist, I was a music manager. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I've done all these things. Um, so yeah, I don't know how many that was, but that yeah. it was about six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like probably more. Probably more, to be honest. Yeah, proudly, man.
1: So out of all of them, which ones have you learned the most lessons from?
0: I'd say I learned the most from Rap City, but it wasn't some... Mm, yeah, it was. Yeah, from the. I was going to say it wasn't from the business, it was from what, everything else around it, but it was Rap City taught me the most. Yeah, Rap City. What did it teach you? How to how to scale and when to scale and knowing how to build a business and what the purpose is. I built Rap City on ego. It was a flex. It was like, look at me. I got a car up company. I drive the best cars and I wrap my cars and I wrap everyone's cars and I'm lit. Rather than let's be the best rapping company. Do you get I me? Mean? Big yeah, difference. Yeah, yeah. We was never. I can honestly say I was never focused on that. Like, I mean, we're good at rapping. I want the best rappers, but my brand is going to be the best. We're going to look the best. I focus too much on branding and not enough on service. That's what I learned That. So what,
2: I'm just trying to get your thought process. When yeah. when you go through these things mm-hmm. and you think, okay, I'm going to start pursuing it now. How How do you think to yourself, like yeah, this next one's gonna be the one
0: because surely that's what you're saying, <laughs> right? That's that's the and delusion, bro. You've got to, you've got to force yourself to believe things. Delusion is mind control. So I can tell myself like even though we're on the way down in the plane, we're gonna go up, and everyone else is like, but we're going down, but we're going up. It's delusion. <laughs> yeah. It's delusion. Like there's no other word for it. I, I'm I can be delusional. It can be a great part of me. It could sometimes be a false part of me. When I was, you there, would you say
1: that's the cost of being an extremist?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Like when you're, it's bad because sometimes you can be unrealistic with things. But it's good because you can sometimes be unrealistic with things. Do you get what I'm saying? So I think the reason why every time I try again is I just think like, yeah, man, when we go at it, we put it all in. And and I think now I've learned so much, so I feel like I have an advantage of experience and a sick team around me as well.
1: Okay, so Tris, obviously, I'm guessing you're still planning to do this for many years. Mm -hmm. Is there a
0: plan to pass this down to
1: anyone? Or is it just something you're going to do and grow old? Yeah,
0: come Talking about. That's out of Cam. <laughs> Cam's next up. I told you like that. Like not not when I say pass it down, not in the sense of like, he's next to me, innit? So it's not really passing it down, it's passing it to the right, if you want to call it that way. But um passing
2: the baton.
0: Yeah, like like the like not even just Cam, like just the, the people you see me with, the the people that that for me stayed with me we're all going to the top. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Like, that's where, that's where we pass it down. Like, it's ours, it's not mine, it's ours. Like, what we're building. Bro, if I get to the, when I get to the level where it's like, okay, let's say Gary V influence, and I can walk in rooms and demand that Gary V price and walk into rooms and have that Gary V influence, try and know all the bros are coming as well. Like, it, that, like that's, that's scary, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know about other people's friendship groups, but for mine, it's scary because I've got a valuable friendship group. So we're gonna have everything, no pun intended, but in-house, you're gonna come, you might learn, you might you might get coached in fitness from Jimbo, you might end up on a podcast with Jimbo on Sport the Juice, you might end up finding your niche with Cam. You might end up getting documented with S. With, like, do you know what I'm saying? So there's not really someone to pass it down to. It's building it big enough so that it, it feels like ours. Do you know what I'm saying? So that there's yeah. enough to give around.
2: You mentioned team. Mm. When uh, when did you get a team? When did you build a team? When did you know it was the right time? I've always been
0: a team player, bro, from the beginning. Like always, from in sales. Like I started sales with a team there's was four of us. Um, I'm still like the, the, that team is still my friendship group now. Like we're not as close, but still my friendship group. I like always I've always known team because you just you know, just know like everyone everyone of us have got flaws. We all have flaws. So if your team's strong and you know what it was. Big, uh, big shout out to one of my friends, Charlie. He bought me into high ticket sales. He used to always say like, like he was already rich. He was already making hella money. Like, And he was like, I don't want it to just be me though. He's like, imagine if, he used to always say like such a visionary, he used to be like, imagine if we all have money. Like they could never stop us. Like look at Rock Nation. Like it's not just, everyone sees Hove, but he's got his three main brethren that all run Rock Nation, do you get what I'm saying? Like that's his day one friends. I don't know if people understand how powerful that can be. I don't think that's as cool anymore maybe. But if if you yeah, I just know the value in team, and 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 again like without Chloe who's my assistant or without Tyra who deals with the branding or do you know what I'm saying? Without all of these things, I would never look how I look. Can't do it all on your own.
1: Okay, so somebody you, I see you mentioned him so many times on your story, mm. Gary V, <laughs> What is it? And I, I think you also said about him how he's one of the people you studied the most. Everything yeah, about him. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Man. Tell me. Tell me what you think about Gary Vee. The guy, man.
0: Married. It's the goat. The I, goat. Dare, I dare someone try to slander Gary Vee. I'm riding out. <laughs> no, Gary Vee, he's the goat because for me, no one connected with me like that. Like I used to sell investment fine wine. yeah. He used to sell wine. So that's what my first kind of connection point. His first sale was wine. That's what he used to do. Well, not his first sale, but that's what he used to do. He had a wine it's store. With, it's with that store or something. Yeah, his dad's yeah, store, yeah. So that was my first connection point. Then his rawness, how really he is, how he turns up, where's what he wants. Like... He's worth how much millions, but we don't even realize. He's just so passionate. He's a people's person. He's so down to earth and he has so much passion. It's the passion for me. Like I'm, a, I'm an energy man, like I'm just, that's how I am. So to see someone else like, and it wasn't corny, it wasn't cheesy. He was the original cut the crap originally. Like that, he, he would say how it is. I'll never forget one of the video clips that first got my attention. Someone said to him Monday morning, they said, um, give me three words of advice. And he said, you're going to die. I was like, hard. And he elaborated on it and he was like, that's all you need to know. You're going to die. So what other motivation do you need? You're going to die one day. So make the most of what you got right now. Mm. That for me, forget all them other guys, man. Grant Cardone's and them Don's, man. <laughs> Gary Vee. <laughs> Gary is the guy. Like, that's the guy, man. And you're, and you're going to see, watch, remember I said this, you're going to see Triss Taylor, Gary Vee, 100%. I say, have you met him yet? No, I ain't met uh. him yet, but... One but phone call away. I was just about to say, I'm I definitely am one phone call away as in like a mutual friend with him away, a couple of mutual friends away. Um and eventually all these things will come to fruition, man. Like the time time's gotta be right as well. Like sometimes we want things prematurely. I'm not I'm not let me do another year of work and then we'll start thinking about that. Cause I could make those plays now. Like don't get it twisted. Like you know when Khalid's like, listen, man, I can drop off another one at any point. Like yeah. I could I could make a lot of those plays now, but the reach might not. Like I want the reach to be a bit more powerful. When I grab your shoulder, I want you to just, yo, my man, shout at me, rather than, uh, yeah, I think about it, I get back to you. Do you know what I mean? Mm, I, like I want it to be more powerful.
2: I've got a personal question for you. Tell me. A lot of people struggle to answer it, so I don't know how you react. Go on. What's seven things you can't live without?
0: <laughs> <laughs> my phone.
2: Are you addicted to it?
0: Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It? I'm addicted <laughs> to my phone, but not from not socially. My phone is, I uh, was uh, saying this, I think, to Esther the day, like, uh, because I came up in high-ticket sales, everything was based on the phone. For me, every bit I've made of money I've made has been through a phone. So when money online, it frustrates me. How what, This is where the money is made, how do we make? Not every career, I guess, but for me, it's the phone. So yes, I'm addicted to the phone because it's the best way, it's everything. Without the phone, I'm, I'm lost, you know what I mean? Um, seven, seven's hard. That's one. That I can't <laughs> live without. Um, music, 100%. Who's your favorite artist? Um... Nipsey, Nip- C- Meek, Nipsey C- Meek. Do you actually have a music track yet? What do you mean? Yeah, have you made a song? I made hella songs back yeah. in the day. Can we find them? No, no, no. no, no. Don't worry about <laughs> all of <laughs> that, man. <laughs> Chill out, man. Don't worry about <laughs> all of that. Don't worry that's the that's of the all trailer. 10 years ago and stuff. Don't worry about all of that. Um, <laughs> we'll I'm gonna search for them. Man. We'll find <laughs> N- Nipsey, Meek, um, <laughs> obviously UK wise. What was your second? Oh yeah, song about UK music. Oh, um, UK, yeah. T E D um UK wise. Who's I listen to UK? Um, um. Yeah, like, there's a lot of sick artists in it, but like, who I actually would go check for? Yeah, it would probably already be really him and I don't know a couple others, but I, I'm not really crazy about the UK artists like that. I, lo- I love when they win. I love that like them winning, but I, their music I'm not like going mad for their music. Um. So what's that? Music, phone. Mm. Obviously, food can't live without food. Um, the first one to say that you know? <laughs> Family Can't live without my family Can't live without my brethren's as well Like I think that's a huge part What's that, five? Five, yeah,
1: five. Yeah.
0: Um, e- Educational sources I don't know what I would do If I couldn't learn I'd be done out Like just to, Yeah, I'd ha- have to learn somehow Which I guess is kind of like Internet content um, Would you say a lot of your education is through self-education? Oh yeah, 100% Yeah, hun- all, all of it Yeah, it's all through like Obviously I learnt a lot in school and stuff But I'm an experienced man. I've experienced. I'm, I'm. I'm. I learn from my experiences, isn't it? Mm. Um, last one. What can't I live without? I don't know. You know. Um, I heard you
1: talking to buy about the culture. How you wish the culture was down there.
0: Yard food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Can't live without a yard food. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yard food. Can't live without yard food. Yeah, man. That's mine. All right. Last
1: one I got for you, Tris. Tonality. <laughs> Yo, I hear this a lot. The way you, the way you speak, <laughs> and I feel like I can't think, I feel kind like of see where you're coming from, but mm. from the moment you come in here to now, at the end of the day, mm. you've also spoke with. You've been affirmative, mm. you've been clear, and direct. Mm. Tell me about tonality.
0: Um, yeah, it's the body language you can't see. So, like for example, I like to, I like to always come and lift up a room because I hate, like, see, like I hate, I'm not, I hate low energy. That's so why like the bros and them are sleeping and like, I'm not I'm not, yeah. on the, I'm not on the low energy thing. Like I, I'm, I'm a high powered vehicle. So, and it comes out in my tonality. Um, and also it lets people know something about you without you telling them, like you just said, I'm affirmative, I'm firm. I, you, I know you you're, what you're getting from me is what I am without me saying it because telling's not selling. So you are able to say, my man knows what he wants. I believe in him because of how I spoke about it. So yeah, I mean, tonality for me is one of the biggest things, definitely massive part of sales. Um, and it's just huge in regards to someone is not going to be able to know who you are just from you telling them but if you have a certain tonality they'll pick up on it so it's a subconscious effect I'd say perfect
2: That's, yeah. thank you very much Chris. my you. brothers thank come
0: on man CEO, CEO of UCAS we're out here if, if I could ask you for a favour yeah talk to me can you tell them to subscribe Make sure you subscribe to see your mm, view yeah. cast, man. Cut the f- crap, man. We're talking about we're endorsing them. Tris Taylor said so. Cut the crap, man. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Tris. Come on, bro. Thanks uh, for the fun, man. No problem. Sort of <laughs>